all of us have learned very well how to use language to communicate basic stuff. To listen to it and understand what someone's saying in some basic way and to use the language ourselves to express ourselves. And we've learned to speak so easily that it's no longer necessary for us to think about what we're going to say. We can just go right ahead and say a thought or offer a desire or speak our feelings to someone or ask someone to hand us something or do something for us. The fact that we can do all those things without thinking much about it is a very um, useful, practical thing because we're constantly doing stuff in the world and if we had to figure out uh, from scratch everything we wanted to convey, uh, we wouldn't be able to function very efficiently at all and we wouldn't be able to understand each other very well at all because life moves quickly. When it comes to meditation, however, our job, our aspirations and intentions are somewhat different. The practical stuff of, you know, is anyone sitting here or uh, I'd like some more uh, tomatoes, please, or something like that. And even the emotional stuff of um, this is how I'm feeling or this is what I think about this, the intellectual material, is actually um, sometimes can swamp mindfulness. When we're offered the opportunity to meet another person and cultivate awareness, to cultivate tranquility and concentration and all of these meditative qualities, all these qualities that, at least in the Buddhist tradition, define meditation, the, the factors of awakening and so on. The noise of the mind and the habits of speech are, relatively speaking, quite crude. So we can pause and we can offer our thoughts about something in inside dialogue. Uh, 
And even though we've paused, in the very next moment, as soon as we start speaking, because we're so good at speaking, we can just jump right in, say something about what we're thinking or feeling or whatever the topic is, and not really have any idea of the moment-by-moment processes that are going on. The, for example, let's say we're going to contemplate Let's say doubt, some kind of self-doubt, let's say. And you put this question of doubt to the mind and we can all come up with uh, our various stories around doubt and self-doubt and what that feels like and so on. But to actually catch the arising of the bodily sensations and the stresses, to catch the arising of the shifting of mind states, feeling tones, and then to see how we put those into language is quite a subtle thing. But we can speak without doing that. We're that good. But most of what we say without mindfulness has in effect already been said by us before. It's, it's old stuff. We might have never have thought about self-doubt in this way or perhaps we haven't really thought about Let's say we're contemplating death. Oh, maybe we didn't think about it quite this way before. But the actual uh, layers of experience that are being plumbed in the moment of meditation are pretty much just a recycling of... uh, the, you know, the thoughts and conditioning that we've had before. And we're so good at it, we can look like we're contemplating death or contemplating doubt or whatever it is. And, hmm, I think this is, I think this is the practice, right? But the mind is so quick and so clever that the underbelly of experience to be perceived requires a really diligent pause and sufficient concentration to drop down beneath the surface noise, to drop down beneath the habits of the mind. And that mindfulness that's knowing kind of the underneath of our experience can now begin perhaps to detect 
something that is uh, genuinely subtle and what I would say true, something that's deeply true underneath the flow of habits of my thoughts and emotions. Now, by true, as you'll see when you practice tomorrow, speak the truth. We're not talking about, is this true like if everybody checked against some standard measure, would everybody agree? Or is it true like out there in the world? The truth we're talking about in meditation is actually experience. The truth of the internal subtlety of experience. This is what's known in meditation. And to touch that, it's absolutely necessary for there to be the time and space to drop down below the waves of habit into the subtle, well, like you were with trust emergence, the rising and the vanishing of internal experience, of thoughts and feelings, and dropping deeper beneath the language, beneath what can quickly be known, touching underneath and finding what's true. But even finding what's true, which itself is uh, something of the work of traditional silent meditation, we have this additional assignment in Insight Dialogue. We're not just finding what's true and remaining silent. We're invited to speak the truth. That's the meditation instruction. Speak the truth. So how do you come back from beneath what has any language, the wordless experience of a mind state, the wordless experience of impermanence, of doubt, of death? How do you come back out through language to express it? And the f probably one of the most important things to say right off the bat is that without the ongoing effort, which gradually becomes more natural, but begins as an effort, intentional, specific, to pause and in dropping down through relax into the emergence, into the depths of the emergence, we won't, we won't even find it. And to speak it now and put language with it, we need patience. We need to give ourselves time and practice, which is exactly contrary to these speedy habits of speech that we take as normal. So to speak the truth is both knowing the truth and it's taking the time to find out would this be expressed? How would this be expressed? How do I put this together with language? So it's a kind of a relearning, one of our most overlearned abilities, which is to speak and listen.
And the same goes for listening. And the meditation instruction is listen deeply. We can listen and understand language by and large, unless we don't get the vocabulary or, you know, what's being offered is so incredibly complex or subtle. We can by and large understand huge amounts of stuff, again, without really even paying attention. Have you ever been around a bunch of people who are talking and you're trying to get something done, to read something or to focus on something? And it's awfully hard to ignore those people speaking and what they're saying. It's kind of like that. The mind is processing the language and you're kind of getting it. In that case, it's just an annoyance. But in the case of normal communication, we can get it at the shallow level. We can listen and sort of understand and that's sort of good enough. And of course, that sort of understand and sort of good enough is exactly the doorway to the mediocrity of experience, isn't it? So dropping into a quality of listening that might be worthy of the label meditation involves our dropping down beneath the habits of listening, what's quick and easy, into any number of aspects of listening, like we can listen to the music, we can listen to the language, we can, we can listen with our eyes, we can listen, uh, you might say, energetically. There's all kinds of aspects, but all of them involve the quality of mindfulness and concentration. To again pierce the surface. And this is something, these, these, these qualities of listening deeply and speaking the truth can be learned, it can be developed. And um, the force of habit is probably the greatest uh, impediment to this quality of learning, of, of listening and speaking. So when we move into practice tomorrow with Listen Deeply, Speak the Truth, maybe you can just remember this uh, the ease of speaking and listening, the habit it creates, the strength of that, and reflect, do I want to cut beneath that? Do I really want to go deeper to meditate as I speak and as I listen? Or do I want to you know, simply have some nice conversations? Nice conversations are good. They're wonderful, actually but they don't necessarily lead to insight. There's a great allure to all this power of language to stimulate each other, to convey what's in our mind to another person, or to receive what's in the mind of someone else as we listen, is quite spectacular. 
But if we take that power of, of the ability to convey something and apply it to the arising of wisdom, then we've really got something. Not just to entertainment and stimulation. So that's going to be our work tomorrow. And uh, I hope that that's a useful introduction when we actually get to practice. We'll see what happens. <laughs>